0: With not your truth or kindness, Lord Withal not your truth or kindness, Lord. Welcome to the Notice. where together we notice the mercy of God. I'm Susan Hookstra, your host. On this episode of the Notice, Have you noticed when you're sick, you turn into someone else? Or maybe you long to have others take notice of you. Listen in as I go through the 10 top things I noticed while being sick. We'll talk about those wishes, being irritable, gratefulness, and endurance as we take notice of God while being sick. Memories of being sick as a child were bittersweet. When I was sick, I felt more noticed. When I had the cold or flu, the world seemed to stop, and my mom appeared out of nowhere. She didn't always take my temperature the normal way. She simply placed her hand on my forehead and asked, How about some hot furniture? Or how about some chicken soup? That red can of Campbell's seemed to be always accompanied by saltines or even dry toast. I didn't appreciate all she did until I grew up and had to nurse myself. And so that's been my life this December, nursing myself, and why I haven't been able to record a podcast episode. I literally lost my voice for over two weeks. This flu bug got me so run down, I knew I couldn't record my voice without irritating my listeners and my vocal cords. Ironically, it led me to today's subject, 10 thoughts I noticed about God, others, and self while being sick. Before I get started, I want to remind us of the Lord's command found in Luke ten twenty seven: Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. As I've preached this many times, This verse implies three relationships. One is relationship with God. Two is relationship with others. And three is relationship with self. So as we go through these top 10 thoughts when sick, I'm hopeful you'll see each of these relationships are challenged when we get sick. Number 10. When sick, all I care about is getting better. Nothing else matters. With the high fever, body aches, chills, congestion, and exhaustion, it's hard to have the energy to take care of anyone else or get anything done. My life stood still, and all I wanted was relief from my symptoms and someone to nurse me. Ironically, I wonder if I felt maybe a little entitled. After all, I asked my husband to drop everything and get the materials I needed, like cough syrup, ibuprofen, Kleenex. Does being sick entitle us to something? Does everyone need to stop what they are doing just to take care of me? As I was pondering, I realized that, on the other hand, being sick was actually a gift to force myself to do nothing. Yes, friends. I did say forced because I'm what you call a go-getter. always have a project, always something that needs to get done. I had to force myself to slow down, to consider my relationship with self. Am I putting myself in the best possible position to get well? Do I need more margin in my daily life to better take care of myself? Galatians 6, 5 tells us, each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own low. Okay, mom, God says, I can nurse myself. Number nine, the best motivation for cleaning is sickness. My strong desire to wipe down countertops, wash more laundry, and clean everything more arose than ever since I was sick. Perhaps I wanted to get rid of any lingering germs that may have come for a visit, or maybe it's because when we're sick, we want everything icky to go away. Whatever the case, I wondered if perhaps I could do a better job of stewarding my surroundings. Cleaning is more than just putting things away. It involves all kinds of cleaning agents, time, and energy. I was gently reminded how confession is just like cleaning. Once we confess our sins, we are cleansed. But it's a continual process, just like cleaning, not a one and done. 1st Chronicles 29.12 tells us, Riches and honor come from you, and you are the ruler of everything. Power and might are in your hand, and it is your hand to make great and to give strength to all. Matthew twenty three twenty six says, Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup so that the outside of the cup will be clean too. Psalm 51, 7 says, Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Number eight, you get to know who are your play-by-play friends. We all have friends who are there for us while we're contributing, but who are our friends when we can't do anything? Do we have anyone to bring us soup or flowers or something to read? I was blessed to have friends drop things off for me like soup and cough syrup and to check in to see how I was doing. It was very kind and thoughtful, and I was blessed knowing I wasn't alone in my healing. Sometimes we do have to let ourselves receive from others. They are blessed to help us. Fortunately, I don't have friends like Job's who questioned and judged how and why he got sick. Instead, they were encouraging me to take care of myself. Ecclesiastes 4.10 tells us, If either of them falls down, one can help the other out, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Proverbs 27.6 says, A sweet friendship refreshes the soul. Seven, you realize that food is just a necessity. Okay, friends, I admit it. I like food. Sometimes I eat just because something tastes good, not because I'm actually hungry. But when I'm sick, I don't eat. And I very thoughtfully consider what I'm putting into my body. What if I carried that mindset into my everyday life? What if I prayed before I ate something like I do when I'm sick? Acts 27.34 says, Now I urge you to take some food. You need it to survive. Proverbs 25.16 says, If you have found honey, eat only enough for you, lest you have your fill of it and vomit it. But Romans 13, 14 says, rather clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Number six, what do I do in my spare time? Well, when I'm sick, I sleep. I scroll, I binge watch, I listen to podcasts, I read, I sleep. In this case, I couldn't talk on the phone because I had no voice. This made me look inward and ask myself about how I spend my spare time. Is wellness a priority in my life, or is it something I attend to when things aren't working? What could I be doing instead that would provide more mental and physical wellness? Proverbs 13.4 says, Lazy people want much but get little, but those who work hard will prosper. Ecclesiastes 2.24 says, There is nothing better for a person than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toll. This also I saw is from the hand of God, for apart from him who can eat and who can have enjoyment. Number five. My prayers became more constant and filled with pleading. Every day, I kept praying my fever would go away. Then it was prayers for my body aches then my congestion, and lastly, the return of my voice. Since I also have a condition called vocal dysphonia, I was very concerned about the last one. Spasmic dysphonia is a chronic neurological voice disorder which results in involuntary spasms of the muscles that open or close the vocal folds, causing a voice that presents with breaks and strange strangled quality. You may have heard more about this recently since Robert Kennedy Jr. has it. Those with this condition can get to the place where they can't even talk. In my case, I wasn't sure if not being able to talk was related to the viral condition or if it was the vocal dysphonia. Imagine my gratefulness when my voice returned. This meant the laryngitis was viral. Too often when we're sick, We think of all the ways we could even be sicker. I recall someone asking me, any theories on how you got sick? Well, no. The only theory is that viruses come and go and right now they came to visit me. But prayer is more than a virus. It doesn't have to come and go. It can be constant, even if I prayed in my head. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 reminds us, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Number four. Laryngitis makes you think about how often you talk. Well, friends, self-control is a fruit of the Spirit, right? And controlling your tongue is another aspect of that fruit. Since I couldn't talk, it was helpful for me to hold back on saying certain things because I didn't want to strain my voice. What great motivation for me to be more careful about how often I respond. This is especially true if you're like me who's a verbal processor. Psalm 34, 12, and 13 says, Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Proverbs 10.11 says, The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. Proverbs 10.19 says, Sin is not ended by multiplying words, but the prudent hold their tongues. Number three. I'm happier when I'm giving or contributing. I'm surprised by how discouraged I got while being sick. Perhaps it is because I am definitely happier when I'm giving to myself, you know, contributing in some way. I'm not sure why, but giving to others is something we were designed to do. We weren't designed to do life alone. Number two, accountability. Of course, when you have a virus, you don't want to share it with anyone. After the fever broke and I was no longer contagious, I did venture out in small doses. I found this to be quite disconcerting. Since my voice wasn't working well, I didn't take into consideration that others would think I was contagious when I was assured I wasn't. In social situations, we have to be mindful of others even if it's inconvenient for us. A big reason I decided to do this subject on this podcast is for accountability. I wonder how others who are really, really sick manage to consider others before themselves. I've seen others with cancer or other life-taking illnesses get through by the strength of God. Thankfully, I believe God equips us. I'm so grateful for this sickness because it equipped me. It helped me become aware of when I was getting irritable. It helped me be more gracious and thankful to those who helped and to turn to God to lament. Paul talks about this contentment in Philippians 4, 12. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And number one, God is with me and for me when I'm sick or when I'm not. I'm so grateful I serve a God who is for me and doesn't punish me because I'm sick or doesn't consider my sickness a punishment. No matter what state I'm in, doesn't affect God's love for me. Romans 8.31 says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? 1 John 4.4 4 says, Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. The Lord is on my side, Psalm 118.6 says, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Friends, I encourage you this winter season, if you get sick, Reflect on what God may be preparing you for. Maybe you need to speak less or be more grateful to those who serve you or initiate accountabilities. My hope is you'll take notice of what God is doing while you're sick. I promise he's right there with you. Yes, this sickness wore me out and I'm so much better now. But what would happen if I were seriously sick? Would I respond or reflect the Spirit? I'm glad I had this time with God, and I'm glad I was able to see ways He can use my sickness for His glory. Praise be to God. At the same time, sickness can be more than physical ailments. There are psychological and emotional ailments that makes our hearts sick. One such issue is betrayal. On Saturday, January 20th, Maple Ridge Place will be offering a workshop entitled Betrayed for those who have been betrayed by a spouse. If you are going through the door of divorce or feel betrayed by a loved one in any way, consider attending this confidential workshop. You can find out more information by googling Maple Ridge Place Traverse City. Until next time, stay well and take care.